We spoke last time about the Siddhas of Shabbos, and the different minhagim, the different customs of what to eat. So now let's talk tonight, Pais Hashem, about uh, the Chiyuv to prepare for the Siddhas of Shabbos. Uh, so the Shachalach brings in Rosh Nun that there's a mitzvah to prepare for Shabbos. It is to prepare for Shabbos, so much so that he says that a person should even take time of learning in order to prepare for Shabbos. And that's brought down that even if a person uh, would have other people to prepare for them, they should nevertheless still do something themselves uh, as a sign of covered Shabbos. And we don't need the Gemara to tell us this as a halakha. The Gemara tells us in many stories uh, of different Tanoim and Amaraim. That's exactly what they did do. That the Amaraim themselves, even though they had workers, they had servants, they had definitely a Talmudim, they had families, but they themselves uh, actively were involved in preparing for Shabbos. The Gemara talks about Rechista, who used to cut up the vegetables, and Rechista used to chop the wood, and Rechista used to light the fire, and Rechista used to clean the house, and from the other Amaraim, they used to, one used to buy the meat, one used to salt the fish, whatever it would be, in, in any way that uh, there would be an involvement in actively uh, doing something for Shabbos. And we made it. We see that even the Meroi um, used to do this. And then the Shachmael says, everyone should learn from their example. Everyone should learn from the example of the Meroi that uh, to not just to make sure that there are people to prepare for Shabbos, but rather to involve themselves personally in the Shabbos preparation. Um, it's even brought down that a person should do it first thing in the morning, the Friday morning, because and they used to be which means when they used to get up early in the morning to prepare the man, so that was the preparation for Shabbos in those days, was to go and bring home an extra portion of man. And just like that was first thing in the morning, so similarly a person should make time first thing Friday to uh, prepare for Shabbos. It's even brought down, it's a very interesting idea, and that is that something <coughs> would, uh, let's say a person's worried this, it's going to run out, so he's allowed to shop before Shabbos. And over there, normally, that person is not allowed to go buying things before Shachris. That's uh, putting his needs before the needs of Hashem, so to speak, his responsibilities to Hashem. But the Mishabur brings from Achonim that preparing for Shabbos isn't his need, it's a mitzvah. And therefore, something which if one would not be able to do it later, would even be wanted to do before Shabbos. That's even, no, another point. Before Shabbos. Before Shabbos, I'm sorry. Uh, another point, and that is, is a special Indian to prepare for Shabbos on Friday. That's what the Mishabur says. That ideally a person should shop for Shabbos on Friday as well. Is unless the, it's, we're talking about those things that if you only buys them on Friday, you won't have time to prepare them for Shabbos. Friday day or like Thursday night. Or? So the Mashmoor is Friday day, wow. and uh, it says except for unless those things which won't be as good, you know, or you won't have them in time. So for example, this fresh meat which needs to be salted, it could be that a person uh, won't have time on Friday to start the whole procedure of the malikh, of the salting, and slot ready for Shabbos. So things like that, you can eat till Thursday. But uh, something that a person buys for Shabbos on Friday is better. Why? So it says because that's clear he's buying it for Shabbos. Now, as people who go to the store during the week could be buying it for during the week. But someone who's going to the store on Friday says for sure what he's doing is for Shabbos, and therefore it makes it more uh, nikkah, more recognizable that it's the covered Shabbos. Sometimes there are so many things to do. No, of course. If you have a salad that's going to stay good for a week, you make it on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Of course, those things which a person wants at time to know on Friday, so then for sure they better do it earlier than not get around to it. But if a person has the choice of 
something which you could either do on Shabbos, before Shabbos, on Friday, earlier in the week. So there is an Indian on, on the area of Shabbos, because it's more nickness to cover Shabbos. And it's the last thing which is brought down for the post in that area, and that is, uh, even if that's a person's intention, but to actually, to verbalize, I'm buying this covered Shabbos, is also praiseworthy. It makes it clearer that it's for Shabbos. Now, what's called, where does the, the Shkiv come from? So we have the Pasuk called Veichin HaSashay of you. There's a mitzvah to prepare an Arab Shabbos for Shabbos. It's also brought down, this is a kim of the mitzvah of Zachos Yom HaShabbos Lekadshah. And a person should remember Shabbos. And the, the, one of the interpretations that Chazal give that Pasuk is, during the week. In other words, not to remember Shabbos during the week. And the way I remember Shabbos during the week is I ready to start preparing for Shabbos during the week. And when I do do that, so now I'm doing this because I'm remembering that Shabbos is coming. And therefore that's a kim of the mitzvah of Zachar Sema Shabbos as well. Okay, so that's when you spoke about the Indian of, the Indian of uh, preparing for Shabbos, uh, whether it's preparing by actually cooking oneself or by going to buy things. The stories of them are arranging both. And then wherever it's going to be, that's uh, what a person can actively do to prepare for Shabbos. And it's clear from the examples of the Amaraim that it wasn't just time to prepare uh, their clothing for Shabbos. I remember that in Yeshiva they used to say that what they meant to do for Shabbos is they can go shower and change into Shabbos clothes. And it's clear that there's not what's being spoken about because the Amaraim would have done that too. Rather, there's an union of preparing food for Shabbos. Yechina Sashayavi was to prepare food. Now, so what's the Bachar and the Yeshiva meant to do when? He's not allowed in the kitchen, and there are people preparing the food. So then it's brought down. He should go buy something for himself for Shabbos to eat, which is not going to be given by the yeshiva. So if the yeshiva doesn't provide dessert, so they don't provide cake for kiddush, whatever it's going to be. So the fact that he goes to buy something to eat on Shabbos is a kum of this mitzvah of Beichel Nesheyavim. And it's brought down the poskim, even if there's going to be food. It's not that without this, the person will be hungry, just like the cases of Amorim. They had stuff. There were people who prepared food for them. The fact that a person himself goes to do something to prepare for Shabbos, that's a kim of this mitzvah. That's a kim of this mitzvah. Um, like I said, either buying something from the store or preparing something oneself, whatever it's going to be, but it's Nagea Dafka to food because that's what the dinner is referring to. Okay, now we get to the next point, and this is the Chazal, which everybody knows, and uh, we want to discuss what are the parameters of hard works. And that is, how much is a person meant to spend for Kavit Shabbos? And uh, everyone always knows that there's a famous uh, words of the Gemara, and that is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu pays back what a person spends for Shabbos. And the question is, are there any limitations to that guarantee? In other words, if a person uh, wants to spend, relying on the fact that Shabbos is going to pay him back, so does he have a limitless budget, or is there some kind of a, a gvul, some kind of an expect- a limit to how much is considered he's allowed to spend him, and then you can expect Hashem to pay him. Okay, so the first point is what's considered Kavit Shabbos? So it's clear from the Gemara, and this is brought down in the Mishnah Bura as well, that it depends on what for, what for that person is considered Kavitik. And there isn't a one answer for everybody because people have different standards of what they what they would do if they wanted to make a Kavitik meal. So many people have different likes and dislikes, like we spoke about last time when it comes for people like to eat. And therefore, what would be considered for that person something which is chashav, that's considered covered shabbos. Uh, just like I would uh, if I was hosting important guests or I was making a simcha. So whatever I would consider the standard that I consider a covered shabbos, uh, the an important occasion is what I would consider the standard for covered shabbos too. Uh, the Gemara says even if a person 
has no money, they should push themselves at least to do one extra food. Uh, the more example of a cheap food was, was called Casa de Harsna, which was some kind of uh, fish with, mixed with flour, but whatever it's going to be, the person is going to do something extra <coughs> for Shabbos. And even if a person is in a situation where they have to be supported by stocker, so the Gaboy and stocker have to provide something extra for Shabbos too. Which means it's clear from the Gemara that a person in that situation, though they know, doesn't have to uh, make, uh, not provide a four-course Shabbos meal. The fact that he has one dish besides for uh, the bread, whatever, in the case of like, one of the cheapest dishes, the Casa Darsana, he's already Yaitse having done extra for Shabbos like that. Similarly, people are, being, like, are giving out soccer for people who need food. So the fact that they provide something extra is also a Kim of Kavit Shabbos. They're not required to give a, a full repast, a full Suda. And now, so that's the first point. Uh, and that the, the, that's already considered covered Shabbos, anything a person is extra for Shabbos. The question is, when does the Salah get? Because if we say that the person can rely on Hashem to pay him back, if a person can rely on Hashem to pay him back, so then why should he ever limit himself to the bare minimum? Even if he is poor and he can't afford it, but then but Hashem, is, Hashem is not poor, Hashem can afford it, and he's spending on Hashem's account as it was, so let him buy as much as he wants. So where, is, where does the Salah apply that a person should limit themselves to only, only buying one thing extra? For Shabbos, not having a full Shabbos meal. And the simple shot is, when the person doesn't have the money, and he doesn't have anyone to borrow it from. So if a person uh, can outlay and expect him to pay him back, or it's brought in the price scheme, even if he has someone to borrow from, and that's actually the words of the Gemara, which we'll see in a moment, and he can borrow, and he can rely on the fact that Shabbos will pay him back, that's okay. If a person is in a situation where he doesn't have anybody to borrow from, he doesn't have money to outlay. So that we say that a person should cut back on his expenses during the week, so that he has a few extra pennies, a few extra cents to buy something for Shabbos. And now, again, if they're willing to extend him credit, and he can buy more, and then run Hashem, that's great. But if he doesn't have anything else, so then this means that a person is going to limit the amount he spends on himself during the week, in order to have that much, that little bit extra for Shabbos, so he's able to buy something extra for Shabbos. Now that idea that a person is meant to outlay is really the Gemara. When the Gemara talks about the fact that a person's Shabbos expenses aren't included in what Hashem expected from Rosh Hashanah, so that's what the Gemara is. Hashem says that's Levuanai Bani which means borrow, and I'll pay you back. And therefore a person, even if they don't have money up front, they're allowed to borrow, relying on the fact that Hashem will organize them uh, the money to be paid back. Okay, so that's the first point. And that is that uh, a person can be able to cover Shabbos with one thing more than normal, one extra food item, even though it wouldn't be a full Shabbos meal. But if a person is able to, and obviously this is what could die, is to, is to spend more or borrow more or buy and credit, whatever it's going to be, to have proper Shabbos with them, and rely on the fact that Hashem will pay back. Now, what are the conditions for Hashem to pay back? So it's interesting, there's another time when Chazal bring this Lashem, and they add two more words. They say, Nebuah which Havinubi means and Havimunani. So there's a certain level that a person has to have their Munna that I'm relying on Hashem to pay back. And uh, that's the one point. The other point is it has to be the covered Shabbos. It has to be the covered Shabbos. So what makes, if it's not the covered Shabbos, then it doesn't work. In other words, if a person spends the covered Shabbos, then Hashem pays it back. What makes something the covered Shabbos? So the first simple answer is that something only for Shabbos. If it's the same thing a person wants to spend every day of the week, so if the person is having uh, schnitzels every night of the week, whatever it's going to be, you can't say this is a Shabbos expense. 
This is your regular Sabbath. And if that's the case, you can't come to Hashem and say, look, I'm spending so much for Shabbos, that's what you spend every day. The idea of uh, what a person spends for Shabbos is that something unique for Shabbos, something which is extra for Shabbos, and that's why that is something which, um, which is in a covered Shabbos rather than something which, uh, which is a, 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 something that the person would have the whole time anyway. That's the one point. Yeah. Does it include buying flowers for Shabbos? Oh, we'll talk about what it is in a moment. And now the second point of the, of the covered Shabbos is that it's meant to be used on Shabbos. It's meant to be used on Shabbos. So the fact that people buy things saying, well, I might use it on Shabbos, but their intention really not to use it on Shabbos. That's not really, it wasn't bought or covered Shabbos. Ah, okay, so, but what is the covered Shabbos? So that's an Hashem's Hashem. Okay, so now how much is the person allowed to spend and what's included in this, in this Haftachim? So there's two different days in the Poskim. The first day in the Poskim is it refers to food. It refers to food. It tells Shabbos and we're talking about the food for Shabbos and Yom Tov, and if that's the case, the amount of money I spend on the food of Shabbos and Yom Tov is going to get paid back to me. Uh, whereas it doesn't necessarily refer to clothing. The person wants to buy a new Shabbos suit. Is that included in uh, whether Hashem will pay back? So the first opinion says no. Similarly, people have said, but what about furniture? I have a nice dining room suite. It would be more comfortable to sit on Shabbos. Uh, the first opinion is it's referring to food. It's a chedek of the mitzvah of the Surah Shabbos, that when a person spends to eat on Shabbos, Hashem pays back. If I give a marshal for that, like I always do, uh, the idea of the Shabbos Surah is Ke'ilu, we're eating at Hashem's table. And except, obviously, we can't, we, there's no hall which is going to host all of Israel. So rather Hashem sends food to everybody to celebrate in their own homes. But if you're going to a chasna, so you expect the parasimcha to provide the food for you. You don't expect them to provide you with the code, because you're going to come on, with, 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 on your own. And then the first day is that, uh, that uh, when a person, Hashem is providing the Shabbos, he's providing the soda, you're his guest. So providing the soda means he's going to put on the food. But uh, what a person wants to wear on Shabbos, for example, isn't necessarily included in that. That's the first day. Now, even according to this opinion, it could be things which are part of the table, such as flowers or things like that, could be included in that too. That's part of, so to speak, being hosted by Hashem. The second day is, uh, the second day is, that's not just for food, anything that a person spends for Shabbos is part of the midst of owning Shabbos, and if that's the case, it's included in this as well. So, according to that shit, if I was going to buy myself Shabbos clothes, that would also be included in owning Shabbos. The clothing I enjoy wearing on Shabbos, then that's included in Hashem's Aftacha, that he's going to pay back anything which is done for owning Shabbos, once again, assuming it's being done for Shabbos. Which, which means that the suit I'm keeping just for Shabbos, and then I enjoy it in Shabbos, according to this opinion, I'll be paid back for that as well. So, back to flowers. Um, so I, I buy flowers every year. But my intention is not, is not exactly in the cup of Shabbos, but rather for Sean Bias. But why are you buying them on Friday? Because if I'm, if I'm going to do it, so I'll do it for Shabbos. So then it's on the Shabbos table, and it makes the Shabbos table look more festive or yeah. more. Okay, so that's because of the Shabbos. And my wife likes that the Shabbos table has flowers. So that's for Shabbos. Okay. That's for Shabbos. Uh, okay, so that's, the, that's our first question. Now, another interesting point. And that is, what about the money a person spends to keep the mitzvahs of Shabbos better? To keep the mitzvahs of Shabbos better. So it's not the food I'm eating, but it's a hitter in Shmir Shabbos, which means money I'm spending to keep Shabbos in a better way. So the question which was asked many times is for paying for Shabbos generators, which cost a lot of money. 
the Shabbos put Shabbos electricity or Shabbos generator, which is expensive, uh, and that's uh, I'll have I'll have that either way around. Either I'm using the electric company or I'm using the generator. But if it's a header in keeping Shabbos to use a generator, not use electricity. So they asked this question many times, but you can ask them before. So they asked, and that is, is that considered also a Shabbos expense that Hashem pays back for? Because you know, it now if you're talking about the person who, uh, without the generator, is going to be sitting in the darkness, and and now be, and have no hot food, and now because he has a generator, so now he has light and he has hot food. There's no question in the world that Shabbos expense. Just like I can, just like having food is a is a, is part of the expense of Shabbos. So being able to see the food or being able to have hot food is for sure also part of the covered Shabbos. And if the way, if only way I can eat that and have that is with the generator, because I'm not going to run electricity, so then there's no question in the world that the Shabbos expense, and Hashem will pay back for it. Um, the question was, even those people who are not going to be so machmir, and they would say, listen, I would, well, I would use electricity, but uh, I would prefer to generate it. It's more halakhically correct, but it costs money. Is, is that also Shabbos expense? And Chari Kanyaski held that also um, included when a person does to keep Shabbos better. And similarly, money spent building an area. So these are things which make, which keep Shabbos, help a person keep Shabbos better. And then here yeah, they're also included in the Saptacha of the Nevoelai Vani Pareh. That's a Kodesh Baruch pays back. Now, how much is a person allowed to spend? In other words, we've said a person is allowed to uh, pay for the food that they would enjoy the Shabbos meal. And let's say they would normally buy a certain grade of wine or a certain cut of meat. But no, I should just pay more fine, so I'll some great. Let's buy fancier, let's buy nicer. Is there any problem doing that? And if that's the case, is there any limit to how much a person can do? So there's nothing clear written about this in the price scheme. But uh, the Mashmos is that if a person actually enjoys it more, then it's will consider common Shabbos and it's mutter. So if it's just uh, spending money because I don't count on the difference anyway. So I wouldn't know the difference between a 50 shekel bottle of wine and a 500 shekel bottle of wine. It's not necessarily more covered Shabbos for me. But if I'm somebody who does appreciate the difference in quality, and I enjoy it more, then if I'm doing it for Shabbos, so I want to enjoy Shabbos, that's considered something I'm allowed to do to enjoy Shabbos. That's, now, the next question is, and this is an interesting one, what's the quantity? How much can I buy? How much can I buy? In other words, if we have, let's say, five people around the table, so am I limited to five portions? Can I buy extras? Maybe some people want more. So, what's the limit of the quantities I'm allowed to buy, uh, which is considered a Shabbos expense? And the answer to that is two points. Number one, the post can say, I can buy the amount, I think, I can assume that people would want to eat in Shabbos. So, I can take into account if it really is good quality food and people enjoy it, they might take seconds. So, I'm allowed to provide extra. And being as that's meant, at least expected, that this will be eaten in Shabbos, so that's, uh, that, that will also be a Shabbos expense. There also be a Shabbos expense. Um, there's a Gemara in Shabbos, and the Gemara that talks around the Marine that he used to run around different butcher stores on Arab Shabbos to buy different kinds of meat, and the Gemara said eventually got to 13 different stores to buy meat. And the obvious question is, well, what's, what's the Gemara trying to tell us? Is the Gemara saying that he had so many people at his table that he needed to empty 13 stores? And that's like it's not such a chiddush. <laughs> if you're inviting a holy shift and you need to provide food for 200 people, so you're going to have to do that. The most of the Gemara is that he didn't need so much. He was buying extra. So there should be a lot. There should be a variety. There should be a selection. And that's why he was buying more than actually was 
needed for people to eat, but it looks more plentiful and it will be more, more available. Could it be that his intention was to get the best quality? In other words, really, from any given store, there was enough for him to provide for his family. But I don't know where the best meat is going to come from. Maybe it's going to be this butcher store. Maybe this butcher store got the best cow this week. So he got from all the different butcher stores, and then the, the butchers or the cooks would taste... Ah, this is the one, this is the one for the Shabbos. Maybe, could be. But the is that to have extra isn't a problem. And it bring us to the Gemara. And why is it, what's the reason for that? What's the reason for that? So I give a marshal. And the marshal is if, let's say, you have a cousin getting married in America. Someone you're close to, and you'd like to, you'd like to go for the wedding. Okay, so you, but things are cost money. So I want to check out where's the cheapest flat. You know, I'm willing to go for a stopover. Uh, whatever it's going to be, because I want to go, I don't want to spend too much, so I'll find the, the, the easiest or the cheapest way to go, which I'm willing to, I'm willing to do. But if uh, the cousin's father, your uncle, who's a wealthy man, calls you up and says, listen, I'm paying a ticket, just come. So I'm not going to want to look for the cheapest flat and see where I can you know, keep a stuff over and whatever it is. He's paying for me, wonderful, so then I'll go the way I want to go. I'll fly direct. Uh, and why? Because uh, that's a stimulus that I'm not, I, I don't feel I'm losing out from it. If, so, uh, if I'm feeling this is a my cheshman, so I'm going to try and make calculations how to spend the least. If I know someone else is paying, okay, so then he's, he's happy to pay, I'm very happy to take. I don't have to uh, try, and, try and cut corners of all, on, his, on his behalf. And it's the same idea. If a person is looking to save money and travel his expense, that means that the me doesn't really think Hashem is paying. Mm-hmm. Think Hashem is paying. Because Hashem can afford the extra. So I don't have to try to save money on Hashem's behalf. If I think I'm paying, and I think, well, I can get a cheaper deal here, and I can save a few shekels like that. Okay, so for me, I have to budget, and I might want to save the money I can, so I make a kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But if I'm holding by the fact that Hashem is paying, but it's not me. So I don't need to save a few dollars on Hashem's cheshbon. Hashem can afford it. And if that's the case, I'm willing to buy something nice, or something bigger, something to show more expansiveness, the cover Shabbos, because that shows that I'm relying on Hashem. And if I'm relying on Hashem, then I don't have to do him favors by saving him a bit of money by trying to buy something less nice, which is less expensive. And that's always said that the reward the Gemara says for people who keep the Shabbos meals properly, he gets an Akhla without limit. And it's Milik and The way a person is meant to enjoy Shabbos is to show Belim I'm not limiting it. It's not like this is what I'm prepared to do and not more. Because if I show that I'm other country, if it's, why not more? If it's better, I'll enjoy it more. Well, Hashem can't afford it. He can. So the way, if I, if I treat Shabbos, that I don't limit myself to my normal budget, to the normal amount I would spend, so Hashem responds to the same idea. So it's the same idea. It's okay to myself. What a person enjoys. I, 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 I don't, we don't have meat. We always eat chicken, right? With chicken. If I know that Hashem's going to pay for it, I'll go out and buy roast beef, I'll buy steak, I'll buy the same thing. You could. If you tackle would enjoy it, you could. I mean, that's why people, people do that. I mean, that's why people Once they learn how to do that. Yeah. And now, someone asked me, I guess, to share once, somebody said, well, well, you don't see that Kedonia has these enormous, like, tables, like, we need tables every Shabbos. Yeah. The answer is, not everybody enjoys it, not everybody wants it. But if that's what a person wants, and that for me is covered Shabbos, then it's Mutter. And I need that. If I'm doing this because that's why I want to enjoy Shabbos, I should advise for it. Does person's means factor into it? No. You can go above your own means. What do you mean? Don't we have don't we have a responsibility for like 
the Rav mentioned the budget. So if you have a, someone has a Shabbos budget, and they want to go outside their Shabbos budget, fine. But is it responsible to then, let's say, spend all the money one has and then not, not have money? So once money? again, we don't know when it's coming back. When again, once again, if you're not going to pay back, I will pay back. But Sabrini, the word I've any parent. Which now does that mean that I should dafka look to, to waste money? No, that's not the point. The question is something that I would enjoy. And I'm not going to spend on it because I don't feel I can afford the extra. So I'm happy to say if a person's relying on the Shem, I still can afford the extra. Yeah, but they understand what I'm asking. So first of all, I said this in the Shia once and uh in the Kaidal, I don't want to one show that was that I could really rely on this and spend money. So that's what I put. Is it like the same thing? That if a person is buying for Shabbos, then you got to sit with yourself. If you, if you enjoy it more, Hashem will pay you back. But that has to be that point also. You know, it's not just time to spend money to spend money. It's that because it makes a difference to me. I don't enjoy this so much. I do enjoy that more. I'm allowed to spend the extra and rely on Hashem. Now, what about the person that the whole way they think is always how can I save money? And they're wanting to go to the other store because that's a bit cheap. And they're on special over here, so I should get there from here. And uh, as right, the Shabbos is to come home and tell the wife how much they saved yeah. on, the, on the peaches that they yeah. So the question, that, that's a different that's story because sad. there... Yeah, but it's the same quality of peaches. But there, yeah, yeah, the, the, the point there is, the the that doesn't fit into this category because then you're getting the same thing. I just, I'm a good shopper and I know where to get the same thing cheaper. So it's not giving me more oiling Shabbos that I got it from a different store. I'm getting the same item. I just found someone get a cheaper. Of the mindset is, and the mindset is therefore buy better. In other words, I'm not limiting this. Buy better. In other words, I'm not saying, listen, I would really love to eat uh, the meat, but I, I, can't, I can't let myself spend any money, so I'll make do with chicken. If that's the way I feel, well, Hashem can't afford it. He wants you to enjoy Shabbos. Buy the meat. But if it's the same meat, and if the question is, I'm just going to walk five more minutes and get it for half the price, so it's not like I'm enjoying Shabbos more like that. Then not, that's not necessarily considered the same thing. The, in other words, the idea is this expenditure which is going to bring me to enjoy, enjoy Shabbos more, that's what Hashem is willing to pay for. And uh, if that's the case, if the person really does enjoy, does enjoy it more, um, then that's included. Now, someone asked me, uh, I was going to share, a certain lady asked me a question, and she said, for her, uh, Shabbos, the Arab Shabbos is a very busy day. And it would make it so much nice if she comes to Shabbos calmly, and uh, whatever, she's in a much more relaxed frame of mind. So rather than to cook herself, can she buy everything from a caterer? And that way she doesn't have to prepare anything on her Shabbos, she'll be much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It will change her, the way she came to Shabbos tremendously. I don't think that's included. On the contrary, I think the mitzvah is to prepare for Shabbos. A person's meant to work and to, pre- to prepare for Shabbos, like we saw, even the Amaroim. And it's there for the Mishaburi himself, Haskins, that if a person can make something himself, they shouldn't buy it from a store. It's the mute and covered Shabbos. The idea is your own preparation for Shabbos. And they would say, well, no, I would prefer not to work and therefore pay more. That's not a Shabbos. That's not a covered Shabbos. That's the covered you. The covered Shabbos is we should work. Within the effort to put into Shabbos is the mitzvah. If a person is going to say it tastes that much better, and therefore I'd much rather buy the board item than my own because they can cook better than I can, that's a different cheshman. But if it's the idea of just like, you know, I would rather do less work, and that's not a cheshman. The mitzvah is to prepare for Shabbos. And the more that a person involves himself in Shabbos separation, that's more common. And therefore, that's not a factor which is going to be a, a Shabbos-related expense. This is a convenience-related expense. It doesn't have to be the same thing. Okay, so that's what you saw. I want to speak about the, the, those examples we have of the, the effort a person is meant to put into preparing for Shabbos, the time, or we said a person should first thing, because it's a, it's a mitzvah which is halal from the beginning of Friday, and then one last point, and that is just before Shabbos comes in. 
So then also a person should be involved in getting ready for Shabbos. It's brought in the first game also, especially since the teva of things, the nature of things is before Shabbos is lots to do at the end. So to make sure that everything's ready in time for Shabbos, so a person should help as well. Whatever the last minute responsibilities are to ensure everything's ready for Shabbos. But even those who say there's a remnant in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, uh, In the morning, they should prepare for Shabbos. And they should do it twice. Do Which literally the Pasuk means, they got double, there's a double portion of men. But the those who Darish, that they should, they should prepare twice for Shabbos. Mm-hmm. One thing is in the morning, another just before Shabbos comes in, to, 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 take, to take care of what's necessary in order to make sure that uh, everything will be ready in time for Shabbos. Isn't there an Indian to be ready, that we come in greeting Shabbos, we're all ready for Shabbos. But it's not like not last minute, last minute and everything, of course. But that doesn't mean we're meant to do that on the cheshpun of not preparing for Shabbos. No. Because it is meant to prepare for Shabbos.